Alpha, recruit a team of two grown-ass men, the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the number one Power Rangers podcast on GiantBomb.com. Uh, I mean, I, I hope it's the number one Power Rangers podcast on GiantBomb.com. I enter in most of the items onto this website, so I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's the only one. So by default, number one, I'm one of your hosts, Jan Ochoa video producer here at giantbomb.com but you know just like the power rangers they can't do it one by one they need to team up they need the power of friendship i am joined by my friend voice actor extraordinaire you've heard his voice let me tell you this folks let me tell you this like i'm looking into the camera this is just an audio only podcast but i'm looking into a camera um when I met Matt, I looked up his IMDb, and I'm sorry that I d- didn't run this by him before this. And then I thought, I've heard this guy's voice everywhere. I've heard him everywhere. So without further ado, Matt Shipman, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great. I'm <laughs> I'm glad and I'm happy we can finally get together and and do this dumb idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I I skimmed uh, the 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 video we did um, together the first time yeah. on Giant Bomb when you were playing Duel Links the other day. So I was like, "What? It's been a while since we've talked. <laughs> What's our rapport, right?" And yeah. and there was a moment where I think you were like, "We should really uh, should we should find some time and talk about like you know Power Rangers and all this other stuff." And I was like, "There it is. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was just a sparkle in your eye, but here we are now." Uh, hi. I'm Matt. I'm a voice actor, like Jan said. Um, I do you really have you really seen things that I'm in? Do you like? Oh, know? totally, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I was like, wait, you were this character? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt, why don't you why don't you tell the fine folks uh, of the Giant Bomb community uh, what you do, what you've done, maybe like I don't know your history sure. with, with Giant Bomb, if you want. Sure. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'm a longtime Giant Bomb fan. <laughs> more important than my career uh no but seriously i've been uh a fan of the site since something like 2010 um and what is it 2021 now so oh god uh, <laughs> time flies um and i am a voice actor like jan said uh mostly for a lot of anime i've done some video games and stuff uh anime wise i feel like power rangers and anime overlap people oh, tend totally. to if you're into power rangers you tend to be into other i don't know few similar things and anime is one of them uh my hero academia i'm a bunch of characters in that um uh inasa primarily dr stone i am Rome. attack on titan i'm block uh Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh arc five i play shay i'm like what other characters do i play that people know uh if a single zoomer is watching uh <laughs> skate the infinity i play recce uh <laughs> that seems to be the show they like and a whole bunch of other stuff um video games recently disguise six came out and i am overlord ivar um and like i'm a bunch of npcs in genshin impact stuff like that but yeah fantastic Uh, sir fantastic well uh i i have like a google doc in front of me that i hastily typed up uh the day before we're recording this and it's very uh, professional (laughs) the next bullet point is why are we doing the show and matt other than that conversation we had during that uh video i don't have a real reason as to why we're doing this show because it's fun dude pretty much that's it like i wanted to link up with you again i wanted to chat with you (laughs) i want to chat about power rangers i wanted an excuse to not only hang out with you again but also (laughs) uh talk about the power rangers because no one in my real life will 
uh, bear to sit with me for an extended period of time and listen to me talk about the Power Rangers. I've got one person. Okay. So I, maybe they can come on sometime. We'll find out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just love Power Rangers. Dude. Yeah. I'm a huge, like, in general, tokusatsu fan now, which, which you know, that's that style of thing. Uh, the, like suited superhero transformation thing in japan um and of course that started with power rangers as yeah. as a young american boy that was my exposure to the, <laughs> the fran or the uh the genre um and yeah i don't know i mean I, I i haven't seen a lot of the recent power rangers but i am now a huge common rider fan and stuff and like Ooh. uh so i i'm i'm a little more familiar with that kind of stuff um but it's been a, it's been fun to have an excuse to go back and watch Mighty Morphin. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so Matt and I, we will be uh, watching the very first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <clears throat> we are watching it. Uh, if you're in the U.S., we're watching it on Netflix. And each podcast episode will be covering four uh, Power Rangers episodes per podcast. Uh, and <laughs> thankfully, these are at most of these clock in at a tight like twenty twenty one minutes, which. Uh, let me tell you, thank God it's not like an hour long show that we were <laughs> recapping. Um, I also want to preface this by we might be talking about events that happen further down the line, perhaps in other seasons, maybe the movies, uh, the first movie, Turbo, and then the 2016, 20, the, the newer one uh, that came out. <clears throat> Uh, we also might be referencing stuff that happens in games, perhaps the comic books and other general pieces of media. And at least for these first two episodes, because we're recording them back to back, it will just be Matt and I. Uh, mm. But we want to give you the loose promise, not a full on pinky promise here, that uh, we may try and get guests, whether uh, members of the Giant Bomb family or others, uh, to watch Power Ranger, the Power Rangers with us and uh, force them to... Sit and talk with us for a bit. What is a loose promise? I, I feel like those <laughs> words are at odd with each other. <laughs> well, you know, it's Not. like they hear the word promise and be like, oh, okay. But then loose, you set that right at the tippy top. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, maybe not. Um, but yeah, Matt, uh, I, I have one more bullet point here in the intro. In a, that mm -hmm. is a question I'd like you and I to answer. Mm -hmm. Which ranger is your favorite, man? Oh, all right, man. So I thought about this a lot because because <laughs> it's changed so much. Yeah. Like before we even get into the show, when I was a kid, I feel like my my favorite ranger. I remember there were like two separate instances. I really liked Jason originally, and then I liked Billy for a long time. And I'm fairly certain it was because of their ranger colors more than anything. Because uh -huh. when I was a kid, my favorite color was red. And by a kid, I mean like very young, like probably three years old. And then like I went to school and all the kids liked the color blue. And I think I was just like peer pressured into liking the color blue instead. So then Billy became my favorite. Ranger. <laughs> um, in, in, you know, in the original core five characters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, my favorite color has since changed back to red. Uh, but watching these back now, at least for the first few episodes, I'm like, dude, Zach, yeah, Zach. Zach is like the most complete character at this point in the show. Yeah. So like, how could it not be Zach? He's a real human. Yeah, Zach. It's, we'll get into it as as we go through these episodes. But like, Zach is just so cool, like yeah. effortless, effortlessly cool and like just calm. I know there's a real. lot of a real a real guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of debate and it's weird to say debate about like 
who is like the real leader of the Power Rangers. It gets murky <laughs> when you introduce Tommy into the equation. It gets even murkier when you switch out the original cast for like the second set. Um, but yo, I, I think I might be comfortable saying that like Billy is close to like second in command. He's like mm -hmm. number two right behind Jason, at least at least for the original five. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I follow a similar pattern to you, man. Like I have a Halloween costume that my mom bought me uh, <laughs> where I am the Blue Ranger because I think mm -hmm. I like blue as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you know, as as growing up, it's just like there's something about the Red Ranger helmet. It's just like, yeah, it. it and and you know all the helmets they all look the same. It's just like a color swap, but just like well, the uh, visor's a little different. Visor's right? a, visor, you're right. Visor's a little different, but like the Red Ranger, it's just it's it's iconic, you know. Yes. You know, yeah. and like we'll we'll eventually get into it when Tommy's introduced. But like the Red Ranger, man, it's just like power, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's, it's the fit. It, I don't know. It just symbolizes the the show for me. Besides, like the lightning bolt, you know. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you brought up Halloween costumes. I have to remember that I definitely had a White Ranger costume at some point as a kid, too. I had a Red Ranger costume and a White Ranger costume. I don't think I had blue ever. I don't know <laughs> what happened there. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, oh, God, you brought up the White Ranger and I don't want to jump the gun too, too far. But like, what do you mean? Jump to season two. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I had this like White Ranger glove as a kid. Um, and I think I only had the one glove or it was only, it, it, it would make sense to have two, right? But it was only one. Right. And then was like, it like a toy, it was like a toy glove. And then you put it on and like, if you like hold down with your fist, it'll make the sound that they dude, always make. Dude, I think I had that. Oh man. Right. Did you have two gloves? Was I a dumb kid and I, I lost? I don't know. I feel like maybe I only had one. If it was like electronic, I could see them just selling one. You right, know? right. I don't know though. I man, what the hell? That like that you just unearthed that. Like I haven't thought about that in I don't know two decades. Like <laughs> I didn't mean for uh, this to be therapy, but I guess it's therapy. Um, dude, Power Rangers is always going to be therapy. Power Rangers is always going to be therapy. Uh, I lied already, Matt. And um, yeah. I, there is another bullet point I didn't talk about, but we'll, uh, <laughs> I'll highlight that and I'll save that for later after we talk okay. about these eps. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, talk about these first four episodes. The, the titles yeah. as they are on Netflix is episode one, day of the dumpster, <clears throat> episode two, high five, three teamwork in episode four, a pressing engagement. The quick synopsis that. Netflix gives for Day of the Dumpster is Rita Repulsa escapes after 10,000 years of imprisonment determined to conquer Earth but a team of teenagers with attitude stands in her way um, and we were, we were talking just before this about how we would necessarily recap this but it sounds like you and I both took an insane amount of bullet point notes so I uh, literally can't see all of my notes on my screen right now for the first episode. Uh, it's too much, probably. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, should we just like go down this and just like yeah. loose recap of what happens? What's your so how about this for this first episode? Because I think this first episode is very like it, it, it lives in our brain forever. Mm -hmm. What is your general opinion on this first episode? OK, uh, my very first bullet point is actually my highlights my whole feelings of this thing. Is that mm -hmm. the theme still hits super yes. hard? Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> it's so good still. 
like you know Netflix has that that little option in, in, in the corners like skip intro and I never hit it no, because I like never uh it's it's like that guitar and the, like the nah, 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 mm-hmm. like in the middle it's like oh man what is what is going on and uh-huh. <laughs> I can't remember what I thought as a kid when I first heard it but like geez like it it still holds up and after watching this first episode I think this show also still holds up in a in a weird way i feel like it holds up in 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 a way that it that it probably did as we were kids which is there are parts about the show that we recognize are a little kind of weird yeah but who cares that's the charm of it and it's fun yeah. that's how i feel about the whole thing i think at this yeah. point like i i won't lie my notes are probably very nitpicky because i kind <laughs> of find fun in being like you know my first note is kind of interesting how they put the opening that shows the plot of the first episode in its first like 10 seconds before the first episode but like you gotta get the opening in there yeah that's part of the brand recognition spawn knows what they're doing uh so yeah the opening is kick-ass i'm i'm really into it um i i i feel like because we're talking about the opening quick like there's credits in there for a bunch of different people who worked on the show Mm -hmm. um and i know i don't think i saw brian cranston yet he might not not have been in there yet but he worked on the show um tony oliver is a voice actor and voice director who who worked on the show he did some vo for this he's the guy who says like megazord sequence initiated or whatever (laughs) i'm pretty sure it just sounds like him to me um and uh he was a producer and then a bunch of the a bunch of the villains and the the monsters are uh kind of old school anime dub voice actors a lot of them yeah um yeah, so, I was recognizing a couple of voices like as mm-hmm. as the episodes were going along. Uh and it was, it was neat. Yeah. Um I, there's a bunch of them. I got a note about that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so the first thing that, that sticks out to me when I watch this yeah. is <laughs> I love the what looks like dubbed footage, because all of Rita's footage is dubbed. Yeah. Uh and I gotta say, I think they did a really good job with that. Uh, the the mouth sync, I can, like you know, it's some. She has to do some weird reads as a result of it. She's like, I hate those power range, you know. Like she'll speed up and slow down, but it matches the lips pretty well enough that as a kid, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't. I couldn't tell that it was a different language she was speaking. Yeah, I I like had to like rewatch certain scenes in this and like subsequent episodes of like, wait, is she is she actually dubbed? Is Oh, she is. This yeah, voice actress is just doing an insane job at matching yeah, like the, the mouth movements. Oh, man. Um, okay, you know what? Sorry, I was about to jump into something from the very beginning of the first episode, but I guess we should say the Power Rangers are recruited, they get their powers, uh, yes. and they call the Megazord, right? In this episode, they do that for the first episode. Yes. Um, and, and all of the story beats in between, I guess we can break down now. But that's the general idea of what happened in the first right. episode. Yeah. Uh, two uh, two astronauts <laughs> uh, <laughs> are surveying a landscape. I, I've just pulled up like the Wikipedia, um, <laughs> and uh, they come across a little sewer, great looking thing, and then and they call it a giant. They're like, it looks like a giant space dumpster, and I'm like, <laughs> what the. F- what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I can't help but think that the, do you, cause you do remember what it looks like? Like yeah. it's a, it's a cylindrical item or thing with like a red gem at the top. Like at most it looks like a trash can, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that must've been in the writing room, writer's room. They're like, well, oh shit. Uh, what is this weird thing? Uh, kids, it kind of, what would kids know? It, it looks like a trash can. Let's call it that. And then someone was like, wait, but you know, what'd be really funny is if we called the episode, the day of the dumpster. And like that dude sitting in the corner being like, 
but it doesn't look like a dumpster. And they're like, yeah, that's great. We love alliteration, you know, like, <laughs> so uh, it's such an iconic episode title. And I'm like, it's not even a, it look anything like a dumpster. Come on. <laughs> um, and uh, these these two astronauts uncover this uh, dumpster, not dumpster item. And uh, they free Rita Repulsa, who is apparently an alien uh, from 10,000 years of captivity. Uh, and then we, mm -hmm. we flash to Angel Grove. We meet our five teenage uh, protagonists. I don't think we need to name them, but of course, uh, they are Zach, Kimberly, Billy, Trini, and Jason. Uh, we also meet two of the best comedic relief characters in, mm -hmm. I think, TV history. And this could just be me looking at this fondly, but <laughs> man, shouts out to Bulk and Skull. <laughs> because they they carry episodes so well to like break yeah, up dude. the tension uh so often uh and both are very physical comedic yeah. characters like yeah, they're, dude, they're like falling all over the place i'm like concerned for them sometimes but i guess they just know how to do it yeah. uh one of my other notes here is that bulk and skull are total fashionistas yeah. and oh man like the punk rock aesthetic like it must have been like edgy back then, but now it's like totally in vogue uh, with with like the Gen Zers that it's it's kind of weird seeing them dressed like this uh, because it's I, I don't know. It's it's, it's weird because it, it's in in fashion now. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, Rita Repulsa and company, they want to take over Earth because I guess what else are you going to do? Um, Zordon and Alpha, Alpha 5, power back on and Zordon's like, I need... Uh, five overbearing and over emotional humans. Uh, alpha. Not teenagers or something. He says, <laughs> right? Alpha and isn't it, isn't it interesting though that like because we've already talked about these two lines that both of those lines that exist in the show are in the opening and they're not the same. Yeah. Like he's yeah. like, Get, recruit me a team of teenagers with attitude. And it's like, all right, that's the paraphrased version, I guess. But that's the iconic line, despite it never being in the show technically. I yeah yeah it. I don't know why you just wouldn't switch it out. You already have the voice read. Um, and also, I, I've i never thought about this until now, but how weird is it that there's just like a Wizard of Oz giant floating head Dude. in a tube? Caught, and they, their explanation, they're like, he's, I'm caught in a time warp. Like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's just in a tube. What do you mean he's caught in a time warp? And then like, we'll see in, and like, I think episode two, they're like, the writers are like, okay, uh, what have we made up in this world already? Okay, Zordon's at a time warp. Let's let's revisit that idea and then never revisit it again, mm -hmm. seemingly. Like, what? It's it's such an interesting, like, I don't know. because I guess because my life is all media production stuff now, it's yeah. really hard for me to watch anything without thinking about the production aspect of it. And oh, knowing totally. that this show, I and we didn't even, we haven't even said this yet, really, but for anyone who doesn't know, Power Rangers is made from taking footage from a Japanese show called Super Sentai, which mm -hmm. is, it, you know, runs yearly, basically, with a new uh, new suits and a cast and all this stuff. And it's been going since, oh, man, I don't know how long, but since, like, a, a decade before Mighty Morphin yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they take the suit footage and then film original footage around that. Uh, and so they're kind of beholden to the Super Sentai footage that, they're, that they've licensed to form a story around that. And so, like, I feel like... 20% of my notes are just like, all right, they clearly did this because the Sentai footage like made them, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. this thing happened off screen probably because it was a monster character with a non-monster character and they don't have the suit. It's like, uh, it's so, it's so weird, but it's so interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
<laughs> I'm like, why did I even start talking about that? Go on a rant about Super Sentai. Um, you know, like they, they, they came up with Zordon. Like they mm-hmm. just came up with this idea. Like, I don't know this guy who can guide them and tell them all this stuff and like give them new weapons every time the footage has a new thing in it and we need to explain it. I really feel like these early episodes are are really trying to find their footing in that way. And yeah. I feel like it's super interesting to look at it from that perspective. And I think it's funny that like, you know, they set the precedent with this, that they kind of pigeonhole themselves into needing like a Zordon figure for every every subsequent season almost i I was thinking about it um and it's kind of wild how uh zordon is i mean you know so he's very important obviously but Mm -hmm. uh the the role of zordon grows and evolves throughout the shows and the other pieces of media like i don't want to jump into the comic books on episode one of the show just yet but oh boy (laughs) Does it go places? Um, anyway, uh, the rest of the episode, uh, the rain, the soon to be Rangers teleport to the command center. Zordon gives them their whole spiel of like, Hey, I'm going to give you guys suits to fight evil. They're all named after prehistoric animals that were here on earth. They're like, no, call them dinosaurs, but they're not all dinosaurs. (laughs) Uh, man. No, I don't want to get on the tangent just yet. (laughs) Let's finish recapping this episode. Um, and they're like, nah, that sounds weird. Rita sends uh, the putty patrol after them. And they're like, you know what? Let's transform anyway. They, they morph. Uh, and then Rita makes, uh, sends Goldar over. And then she makes Goldar big. And then Zordon's like, yo, you guys got these robot dinosaurs. Jump in them. They combine together. And we see the Megazord for the first time. And then... Can, can you believe that in the first episode of the show... They are just like the Zords are for nothing but forming the Megazord. Yeah. Like, no, don't make them do anything. They just come out of their own little places, the volcano and the forest and the water, and then just put them together immediately. Don't do anything else. with them. Like, I can't believe the very first episode of the show did that because so many seasons do that in the future where they're like, here's your Zords. It's just for the point of making the Megazord. (laughs) Yeah, they also it's like uh, there's there's no waiting around or no cliffhanger of like, what what are the Zords going to be like? It's like, (laughs) no, you've seen it already in the intro. This is what they are. He summons a cool sword. Um, and yeah, so they, they, they take out Goldar, Goldar retreats mm-hmm. and they get back to the command center and then, uh, you know, they, they are now the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like now's the time to go down our list of notes here that <laughs> <laughs> we've recapped it. Yeah. Uh, okay. First thing I have to say, did, did, did Goldar's voice like screw you up too yes yes i was like what the hell's happening this is this so wrong i so i've been checking the the credits every episode and first of all i don't know if it's in the first episode but at least in the first four episodes here they credit scorpina oh i'm like dude i don't know when that character shows up but why is her name in the credits so early it's very strange right because that character's i'm not thinking the wrong character that character's not shown up yet no 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 she's in like every episode, I don't know about episode one, two, but like at least from like three or four on. Um, but I look at the credits and and at least so far that I've seen, because we've seen I've seen eight episodes at this point recapping here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldar's voice is the same guy. Um, and I kind of feel like as we were approaching stuff later, some of the <laughs> episodes for the next episode of our podcast, uh, I feel like it might be the same actor just kind of settling into it. Right. Right. I can I can tell you from experience, there are a lot of directors who won't give you a vocal reference for what you were doing. And if you came <laughs> in and just went like, I'm a monster one week, you come in next week, you're going to be like, what did I do? I don't know. It was just gravelly. I'm a mo- 
you're just like you kind of flanderize it as it goes it just like gets more and more uh so i think that's probably what happened but dude i can't believe all four of these episodes yeah his voice is just so strange i'm like where's the iconic goldar voice it's so different because like the iconic voice in my head is like kind of like comedic right he's not so serious he's just like yeah he he eventually becomes a bumbling like second or third in command in rita's army yeah, and and but like at the same time, it sounds like he's more comfortable with the gra- the gravel. Yeah. Whereas like this, the actor right now might be the same guy. I don't know. Uh, he's like he's this, and later he's like, no, I'm down here and very. I don't know. I sound like shit doing it because my <laughs> I don't have that sound. But you know, he just like he settles into it, and and it's so strange to me. I've seen this first episode. I don't know how many times, not in a decade, but but I don't remember Goldar's voice being so weird. And that was my all caps note. What the fuck is wrong with Goldar's voice? Uh, oh, uh, two of my all caps notes are uh, one bullet point just says fashion. And I think that's just like, wow, these kids like I don't quite remember what I wore as a kid or like what <laughs> high schoolers wore when when we were younger in the 90s. But like, mm-hmm. man, like this is this is a whole lookbook in itself. Mm-hmm. Like there there should be a case study done of like. If you want to make a 90s movie, you have to watch the Power Rangers and examine what they wore to get a full grasp of like the time period. If someone's not wearing a red tank top that's like incredibly deep cut for some like uncomfortable reason, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which Jason wears in like 95% of these episodes. Yeah, dude. I don't know. (laughs) That's so weird. Also, okay. On the topic of Jason, he's... uh, they say karate instructor right mm-hmm. and like in this first episode he uses terms i had to look them up he like i i saw i saw the wiki claim that they were like korean and not because karate is japanese i want to say i yes um, kung, and and kung fu originates from china, china i want to say i want to say yeah uh but he's he's using terms that at least the wiki claims is korean i looked it up i didn't necessarily see that but it's you know terms for like oh you know take a break like i'm gonna go talk to this person like like you know stand by or at rest mm-hmm. kind of thing you know it's like i don't know if you've ever taken martial arts but like you know i that makes sense but i'm like what a weird early installment thing for them to do is have jason be like yeah i'm also really entrenched in the culture of karate maybe <laughs> or korea um I have a note here that every time bulk and skull start talking their theme song starts over oh, again yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's great. I I gotta find like an ISO of that theme and just just play that for the <laughs> folks real quick. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh oh, let me tell you, let me tell you, man. I was so disappointed and heartbroken when I found out that Angel Grove was not a real place. <laughs> <laughs> like the first time, like when I when I was able to drive and like I had a car that I could take to places, like drove mm-hmm. it any and everywhere, and then like I fire up Google Maps and I'm like, all right, where is Angel Grove? What? It's it's not a real place. Is that because because are they canonically is Angel Grove in uh is it was it California? I th- I'm I feel like it's very it's it's it eludes a lot that it it would be somewhere in California. Yeah. Um, uh, did all, you did you grow up in California? Yeah, uh, born and so, raised in the in, in San Francisco. But that it makes was, sense. <laughs> you pop that into Google Maps and be like, "All right, where is it, dude?" Yeah, because like Kimberly, uh, who I guess is a gymnast in in the mm-hmm. show, um, has a very strong SoCal Valley girl yeah. type of 
type of uh, uh, accent, I guess. Um, And then, oh, oh God, going back to fashion, (laughs) Billy's overalls. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Billy's overalls. Let's talk about them. They're so ill-fitting. And I, I realize this is before skinny jeans were a thing, but... Man, he just lives in those overalls. Poor Billy, like, he's just the nerd character, you know? They, like, really want him to be bumbling and, like, uncoordinated. Yeah. But then they have to deal with the fact that the Sentai footage has his counterpart being perfectly adept at fighting. So there's just this, like, unspoken aspect to the powers that means, oh, you become more adept at fighting as well. Yes. You know? like Because otherwise, how could he? And, like, as the episodes go, I know he gets less and less like that but like these first few episodes he's like falling all over the place and then they're in their suits and they're all standing on top of each other's shoulders and coordinating perfect things and i'm like what billy dude uh. <laughs> um and yeah. my other note here zach is still hella cool we've we've touched oh, yeah. on that already zach man what a guy did you know so i i will we'll we'll pop into trivia here and there for each of the episodes uh I did not know that. We're talking. I'm. I'm. I'm flashing one my hand and doing a thing. Uh, so that's that's how we both know what's going on. Yeah, you want to tell him? Yeah. So uh, the actor that plays Zach uh, is actually missing a finger, and I think it's on his left hand. I want to say left hand. Yeah. Uh, he's missing a finger, and the show uh, never really uh, uh, mentions that. I yeah. didn't notice that until like we, we did a little bit of research for this, this episode, but like, not that you it matters didn't know until this. Yeah. yeah I yeah, did yeah. not know. Uh, not that it matters to anything, but it was, I thought that was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I know. And they just don't like, don't ever address it or talk about it. Cause why does it matter? Yeah. Uh, I want to say, and it's also cause you like, standard deaf quality right. video right. like it's harder to see i want to say when they're morphing and they put the morpher out in front of the camera you know mm. like the the cutaway they use his mm-hmm. left hand is on top i'm pretty sure you just see three fingers like you can't see his palms so right. you might think oh his pinky's just not out there but like there are moments where it's very front and center and i never noticed as a kid yeah like yeah. he's in what 100 episodes you know and i never noticed it never noticed it um so uh but yeah zach is I don't know, dude. Like something about Zach's uh, dialogue makes me think that either the writers loved him or he was. Uh, it's Walter Jones, I want to say is yes. the actor's name. He's. I want to. He, maybe he's improving because he just sounds so natural. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, there are some lines in the show that I'm just like, that feels improv. Like all of a mm-hmm. sudden, Jason says something. I'm like, you sound so good. You sound so real. I'm like a real <laughs> like a kid right now. This is great. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, man, I have so many notes. I don't want to like, I, I'm, I got to skim them to make sure I'm not missing anything funny, but I, everyone dressed as their ranger colors, like already. in their civilian already. outfits. Yeah, already, immediately <laughs> before they were rangers, they were destined yeah. for this. Um, I thought, and Jason and bulk do like a, like a karate off thing. Jason's <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're being a bully. Well, can you do this? And does like a, a tornado kick and. And he, but he does a sidekick first, and I gotta say, Bulk's sidekick was pretty good. I don't yeah. know if it was the angle they they filmed it at, but it I was like, good, good job. I can see why Bulk is like at least an intimidating figure, even if they have him fall over every episode. Yeah, totally, man. Uh, and and I wrote this down for like other episodes, but this whole cast is is all all of them are pretty athletic. Yeah, dude. Like, because because that was part of the casting process. Yeah. is my understanding is that they needed to be either martial artists or gymnasts or dancers, basically. Yeah, uh, and I guess the only ranger we haven't talked about uh, is uh, Trini, Yellow Ranger, R.I.P. to Toy Tran. Um, mm-hmm. 
man, Trini just, she just holds herself in like a different way. And yeah. I, I don't know, like I, I can, I can buy that all these people are friends with each other. For sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like chemistry I, is through the roof. Yeah. I, I had, uh, I had, okay. So I'll, this is the part where I'll say this. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm such a big Power Rangers fan. Uh, I'm an actor, but I don't really do any on camera stuff. But that hasn't stopped me from auditioning for Power Rangers twice in the last Ooh. four years. Just self tape submitting because I'm like, yo, that's the one show that if <laughs> if I can if I can book that, I don't care what I got to do. Um, so so I've I had like looked into a lot of that stuff, like the audition process for a lot of uh, these things, and and I I saw um, you know videos of the original cast talking about it, and I remember one of them saying that this was the short cast. Uh, like they had three different casts, like a taller cast, a, a medium kind of high cast and a, a shorter cast. They, huh. they set them up together um, to see, you know, their, their, uh, what is it? How they, how they work with each other, how they, how they jive, you know? Sure. Um, but because the heights are really important for filming, I guess, you know, you don't want to have someone be like two feet taller than the other person when the Sentai footage, they're all about the same height. Right. Um, so there's there's that but that also kind of makes me think that they probably had time to get to know each other because it sounded like the audition process was like multiple rounds and mm -hmm. like constant just like all right do we want you i don't know we kind of like the billy from this other group better you're gonna have to step it up david yost you know i don't know <laughs> um I, but yeah they they all i feel like they they feel like real friends and and yeah. right from the get-go yeah um, i don't know that they feel like real teenagers necessarily mm -hmm. but like they don't look like real teenagers but mm, whatever yeah um to, uh but trini trini i think is a great character i think she gets more focus in the second episode yes um, than in this first one but i feel like her role in the team is like kind of holding everyone together <laughs> she like she's like pretty close with billy and when billy does like a nerdy rant she can kind of translate to the other people because she's just close with everyone and i, I yeah. think that's cool i feel like it's an easy character to overlook as a kid yeah you know but as an adult you're like oh you need that in every friend group you need someone who like kind of holds everyone together totally and this this is probably me getting on my my high horse and and pretending that like i'm a, a movie or tv critic but not like I feel like when other people are talking about Power Rangers, they just think of it as like, all right, we needed it like a different kid from every race. All right. Uh, we we uh -huh. need like a token uh, black kid. And then like we need an Asian. Get an Asian on here. Right. But like not at any point does any of that, at least to me personally, none of that feels forced. Right. Like, yeah, the 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 one thing I can give people is that, you know, they cast the black guy as the black ranger. And right. The right. Asian girls, the yellow ranger, which I've 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 heard things about them saying that they didn't realize they did that until a couple episodes in whether that's true or not i don't know but but yeah otherwise i, I agree yeah um and i'll, I'll get it to, i'll get into this later because i i started i i opened my third eye too too wide matt and and i just dive deep but we'll we'll get into that uh af that after mean? we <laughs> recap i don't know what that means personally uh uh, but do you have any other notes for uh, the first episode, Day at the oh, Dumpster? God. So many. Let me just go through whatever's funniest. <laughs> uh, I, I had a note here that they all were like, uh, or I think Kimberly said it. Oh, my gosh, what's happening? Like, as they're about to teleport before any of the teleportation stuff, is, like effects have appeared on screen. Uh -huh. There's an earthquake and they've been dealing with the earthquake for like 10 seconds. And now they're all like, whoa, but there's no lights yet. Uh, I have a note here that says sick Christmas lights in the command center. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I really liked how Zordon was like, 
when Zach was like a reasonable person was like, all right, this is crazy. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zordon was like, ah, a non-believer. Like, what the, f- what do you mean a non-believer? Like, this isn't believing in Santa Claus or magic. This is believing yeah. in a giant floating head that is caught in an interdimensional time warp. <laughs> yeah. He specifically wanted five teenagers, you know, yeah. like they're, they're not going to be th- just automatically go with this. Let me get five people who will never agree to this. <laughs> uh, I have, he says, when you're in trouble, raise your morphers to the sky. I mean, they never do that. They never ever. do that. They hold it in front of them, but okay. Yeah. Uh, I love that the Zords are named the Zords after, I assume, Zordon. It's like. Oh, I never put that together. Well, because it's, well, is it, okay. Real quick, I want to talk about this. This is the kind of shit that like. When you're a kid and you watch something or you learn something just in general, you just kind of accept it as a truth. And then Mm -hmm. like, you know, 20 years later, you're like, I didn't realize that the Zeo Rangers helmets all had like their shapes corresponded to the number. Like, do do you know about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. My my buddy Cliff is like, he never stops. Well, he I stopped lately, but bringing up when I noticed that, I was like, what the, what do you mean? There's five points on a star and he's Zeo Ranger five. That's crazy. And all this, but so, so this is one of those things. I feel like it took me a long time to realize, but like, it's so, it's kind of dumb. Like, yeah. I don't know, imagine your name's like, I'm Jeremy and these are the Jers that I created. <laughs> you know, like what? Uh, uh, but no one asks. Um. Okay, sorry, all these notes. The um, Chicago Jairs. Uh, I, this relates to something you said earlier about Kimberly's uh, dialect, let's say. <laughs> um, they go through and list everyone as like, you know, Jason, you're, you're, I don't know, courageous and brave or something like yeah. that. And Kimberly, they're like graceful and smart. And she just said a second ago, like, this isn't exactly the mall. Like, they don't <laughs> write her graceful and smart at all. I know eventually, yeah. you know, they don't make her like this valley gal the whole show yeah. she she kind of matures and stuff but like i love that they were like okay bullet points for this character she's really smart and then they make her talk like what we would stereotypically think of as not super smart right yeah her her they don't they don't start off well <laughs> perhaps uh, and like billy they're like patient and wise it's like oh yeah he was sure was patient when he didn't uh immediately do amazing at karate and quit in five minutes earlier <laughs> in the episode like what uh uh, I have a note here that is the second they morph, they get teleported into the city. There's not like even a frame of footage of them fighting the putties in the desert, which means the putties are probably still right there at the command center. Um, <laughs> Goldar's in the city. They appear in the city and then he immediately leaves the city and they follow him. Uh, it's all this amazing Sentai footage working. Um, Kimberly says, Hey, nice stereo again, graceful and smart. Uh, theme song kicks ass. We talked about that. I have too many notes, dude. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good, oh, man. Goldar, you mentioned this before. Goldar is like, I'm going to defeat you. And then Jason summons a small sword and he's like, damn it. Goodbye. And leaves. <laughs> he's like, like, they don't even fight. Once the sword comes out, he's like, that's scary. Goodbye. Uh, the Zor- <laughs> I have a note that the Zord's hand is significantly smaller when it picks up the sword. Yeah. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's not the big blocky like thing they made. Uh-huh. Uh... Oh, at the I, end of the episode. Oh, you go, you go, you go. Uh, I I just wanted to add, like, um, watching this now as like an adult, and and you know, what like keeping an eye out for like the production aspect of this. God, it, I feel like this 
show is probably why I like Godzilla so much. You know, yeah. like, well, because it's got the kaiju aspect to totally. it, totally with the big monsters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like every episode, it's a different monster. But then just thinking of like now as an adult, like it's just a person in that suit, huh? It's not just a giant robot. <laughs> they didn't actually make a big monster. No. Oh, okay, okay. That's probably why they always looked really soft and plushy <laughs> to the touch. <laughs> um. Uh, but, but yes, Matt, uh, do you, you got more notes on this app? I think two quick ones. It's just a, a thing again of Zach being really fucking real. Yeah. He's at the end of the episode. He's like, dude, I know we did this, but like, we probably got lucky. Like, I, I don't think we're all up to this immediately. Right. And then, you know, they're all like, it'll be fine. And he's like, all right. And, and that's, it's nice that he goes along with it. Of course he has to by the end of the episode, yeah. but like, at least they let a character be confused and, and be like cautious and realistic. It's, it really <laughs> helps add a layer of like this is yes this is made for kids but like i can enjoy this as an adult because that person's acting like an adult yep um and then the episode ends on a big not joke which feels really 90s <laughs> i can't remember what it is probably kimberly being like i don't know i don't want to do this not and they're all like ha, 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 high five and then the credits roll <laughs> oh my favorite thing about this show is that every episode ends on a freeze frame yeah <laughs> it's so it's so good this is a this is an audio only podcast uh but i i want to let the viewer not viewers listeners know we will also end this on a freeze frame uh, <laughs> uh okay uh should we get into ep uh the second episode sure uh yeah Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. We're already five here. We're already uh, going much longer than I thought we would. But, it's probably, <laughs> you know, it's the first episode. We also talked about the first episode. Yes. I did have a lot more notes on the first yeah. episode than some of the others because it had to establish so much. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, episode two, uh, titled High Five. And the synopsis that Netflix gives is Trini must overcome her fear of heights to save Billy. Um, and, yeah, Trini definitely gets her shine in this app. Matt, you're okay. you're you're gearing up to say something. I they called her fearless and agile last episode, <laughs> and then episode two is about her fear of heights. So what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with with her having a fear of heights. That's yeah, totally yeah. fine. It's very relatable for kids. I'm sure I was afraid of heights as a kid, I, mm -hmm. and I would say I'm not so much anymore. But like. You literally called her fearless and agile. Those are the two adjectives you picked for her. And episode two, she's very fearful of heights. It's like, I didn't check. I wanted to check. I should have checked if the writers were different this episode, like mm. this specific episode's writer. But that's the kind of shit that this show feels full of. They're yes. like, you know what? This week, we're going to call this thing this. I want to say the power sword is the power <sighs> mega sword. Yeah. Is the mega sword is the mega power sword. I don't know, dude. Uh, but sorry, that was my biggest thing. The second this episode started, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Didn't they just call her fearless? Um, and, and yeah, so a quick plot synopsis, uh, the Rangers, uh, Jason is climbing a rope. They ask Trini if she wants to do it. She's like, nah, I'm scared of heights. Uh, they got to fight putties. Billy, for some reason, decides to run away and go up a cliff. And then Trini is like, oh, I got to save Billy. She conquers her fear of heights to save a friend. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> we brought this up in the first episode where they have to repurpose a lot of Super Sentai footage. And this episode in particular, they take a lot of liberties with it because they start with just fighting pup, uh, putties, but then they end uh, by fighting a guy named Bones. Um, mm -hmm. 
that that teleports them to a pocket dimension, but then they defeat him there, and then be, he becomes a giant knight when Rita makes him big. Is that a different? I assumed it was a different monster. Is that still Bones technically? I I thought it was still Bones. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I you know let's say it's Bones and then a giant knight, um, and then uh, you know rinse and repeat. They use the Megazord to defeat Bones or Night Night Bones, and then the episode ends with uh, Trini uh, climbing a rope because Zack scares her. But now she's conquered her fear of heights, she, she, so she's all good. Power friendship. Um, any standout notes from this, sir? Uh, well, let me read through them. My first note is that the ceiling fell on Bulk's head, and no one gave a shit. Like this. <laughs> so in the beginning of the episode, he tries to climb the rope. And he, it falls because, oh, he's a big boy. Or something happens. I don't know. Maybe he gets, maybe they pull it or something. And then the ceiling falls on his head. Everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. Our weird juice bar slash gym slash maybe the school. I can't tell yet at this point. Oh is God. falling apart. Yes. Yes. This was, I, I forgot I had this note too. What is this place? I, I don't know, dude. It's like a fucking pocket dimension for like <laughs> teens who want to work out all day and then drink smoothies <laughs> and then go to school. Like the principal shows up here all the time. Yeah. Why? Like yeah. they, they have a hallway set. I feel like later in the show they have a classroom set too. Yes. Yes. But I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so the hallway set with the lockers that and like the bell rings, that's clearly school. But we don't see that until episode like three or four, I feel mm -hmm. like. And these first few episodes, they've got lockers in the hallway in in the back, but those are like different lockers. They look like they could be gym lockers. That's fine. That could be a gym. But dude, I don't know. I don't know if the writers knew at this point what the hell this thing was. Yeah. But it's a gym, I guess, with like a big open floor where people can just like fight. They're like, yeah, Zach and Jason, why don't you guys just fight here in the gym? You're not going to bump, bump into anyone and kill them because the weight will fall on them or something. No. You know? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Um, uh, uh, go so, ahead. Okay. So we talked about the time warp, right? Yes. Before, this is the episode where the writers must have been like, okay, so we decided Zordon was in a time mm -hmm. warp, right? Yes. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's a he's he's trapped somewhere, right? Yes. So what if Reed is like, I'll put the Rangers in a time warp just like I did Zordon? Yeah. And and that makes sense. Totally. You know, episode two, it's a, maybe feels a little. I don't want to say early because you'd think that'd be the first thing she'd think of to get rid of all her enemies because it worked for Zordon, even though he can still communicate outside of it for whatever reason. Uh, so she they try this and it doesn't work, and then I guess she's just like, well, that didn't work, so I'll never try it again. I'll never try to trap them in a in a time warp like she, nope. she can just do that apparently yep. the way she talks so yeah uh so uh, i haven't seen another episode where she tries that again <laughs> yet um How about you? so uh jason jason winds up successfully climbing the rope and then they they try and goad billy into doing it but then uh jason winds up falling onto billy's shoulders and oh, two right. things stick out to me from this um one uh billy david yost is his name right Yes. Uh, probably has a really strong core because, you know, dude's a gymnast. Dude's a gymnast, and mm -hmm. and um, Jason uh, Austin St. John is is probably being supported somehow, but he still has a really strong core to be lifting up, uh, mm -hmm. Jason, completely fine. And yeah. and my other related note is, uh, Jason has thighs, like <laughs> like capital yeah, thighs. <laughs> And like, Dude, these these people are like in such good shape. I feel like the only I feel like Zach and Trini don't get to show it off that often. Yes. Like Zach dances and you're like, damn, dude, hell yeah. But like 
he doesn't do like physical feats quite as often as like mm-hmm. as the others do. Billy, I feel like it takes a while for him too, too. Yes. But but yeah, dude, they're all like accomplished. And you know, I feel like that's what makes it I feel like the acting can be a little cheesy in the show, totally. but it's for kids. So totally. like it doesn't feel like anyone is is like a bad actor, which is no. great. Cuz you'd think if they were prioritizing uh getting someone who's like physically fit or really skilled at this one thing that maybe they wouldn't be very trained in acting or or just like not naturally good at it by happenstance but they all seem pretty good which is great yeah i can't say that about every season going forward in my opinion so so for this first one to have that i think that's really cool yeah it's um because my mind is poisoned i i watch a lot of wrestling and you know a lot of wrestlers actually run into the, you run into the same thing so I'm many sure. times right like you have someone that's like very physically imposing but the second they get it on a microphone like they can't get five words out straight um yeah. but but you know the people you wind up remembering or people that stick out and break through to popular culture like those are the people that can talk and they oh, may yeah. not be the most like <laughs> buffest like you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Everyone knows that guy. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not ripped. He doesn't have a six pack. Uh, but like everyone, most people will remember him just because he can like talk or he could speak incredibly well. Uh, right. But I don't want to get too much into wrestling because there's not <laughs> enough I, time. I will say in my industry, the equivalent of that is someone who has a really cool voice, but is not actually a great actor. Oh. They will work because you need people with that cool voice. Huh. But <laughs> maybe the performances aren't so great. Uh, um, I have a note here that Alpha said, "What brings you to the hood?" <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no. <laughs> Alpha's a robot. I guess Alpha's learning about ver- current popular vernacular. <laughs> Um, shout outs to Richard Horvitz, he, uh, <laughs> the actor for him or the voice actor for him. Cause there's a different actor in the suit. Uh, I've heard he's a great teacher. I don't know him personally, but <laughs> oh, okay, well, there we go. Uh, and he's, he's like, I don't know. He, you've probably seen him in a thousand things. He does a lot of like American cartoon stuff. He's just invaders him. He's yes. uh, Billy from Billy and Mandy, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, my, uh, I've, I've two notes in all caps here. Uh, this is the first time Matt, that someone on the show utters the phrase, more phenomenal mm-hmm. and then and th- go ahead go ahead. i was gonna say they they must have been experimenting because they also say morphitudinous that is my next <laughs> note that's my next note <laughs> and then someone must have been like that one sucked say more phenomenal again that one was good yeah like i i of course remember more phenomenal right like that gets brought up mm-hmm. all the time but i did not remember morphitudinous i don't even know like what are you trying to say there as a pun <laughs> I I don't know. Like phenomenal, sure. Yeah, fatudinous. But shit, something to. I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I honestly didn't remember they said more phenomenal until years ago when I caught uh, Operation Overdrive's crossover episode, Once a Ranger. When and I I remember I saw something. It was probably like a panel or something that uh, that Johnny. Bosch was on because he's in that and he was like dude I had never said more phenomenal on the show once and they were like you got to say it here because it's because you're representing Mighty Morphin he's like I've never said my character never said this why would I say it here <laughs> um, but yes uh, I, I also so th- <laughs> the plot here was we're going to send a, devi- a, a machine down to earth that will open a time hole in mm-hmm. the planet 
And it just so happens to be like a really small model spaceship for no explained <laughs> reason. And it <laughs> seems like it might have the Japanese flag on it, if not just a white square with a red circle in the middle of it. Uh, and it's terrorizing this city by driving by people on the sidewalk. Everyone's like flipping out. I, I bet this footage, if you look, I bet if you look, every single one of these civilians are Japanese. Because uh, I bet it's Sentai footage. I, I'm pretty sure that you would win that bet. Yes. Right? Yes. Isn't that so interesting that that's just, they're like, whatever, who cares? It's only for like a shot. No one will notice they're all the same, like, ethnicity. Like, yeah. it's fine. Who cares? It's it's so funny because like as a kid, I, you know, I didn't piece this together at all. But like no. watching it now and especially because you know I'm watching it on a giant TV, uh, like, oh, I can tell 100% now when they're reusing Super Sentai footage. Mm-hmm. Um the other note I have here is that uh, apparently Rita's an alien. Uh, and then my question there is like, I guess all of her minions are also aliens. I don't know why I thought they were demons. I don't I, I mean, like Rita's also a wizard, right? So, yeah. so like, what would an alien be? I guess she's just not from Earth is what that means. But she doesn't have to be like, right? Right. I, I, I guess. Right. Have you put a Zordon from Earth. Like, does he call her an alien? Um, so I don't think what, the writers knew at this point. I, no, no, I would love to see and and find out if they're at the end of like Mighty Morphin, Mighty Morphin's run, mm-hmm. if there was like some type of like design bible or style guide for <laughs> for the show. Um, probably developed in season two or something. <laughs> uh, so before the the Rangers more uh teleport off to fight Bones, um, they're still in their civvies fighting the putties and the team move that happens between Jason, Zach and Kimberly where uh, the human chain, they called it. Yes. Is that the one? Yes. And then I'm just thinking like, why did you guys just do this earlier? This is also dumb, but I love it. <laughs> so what was it? It was Jason stood in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly and Zach, like, I like, don't even know how they did it. They like grabbed each other and like, were on Jason's shoulders. I think so. I uh, Jason's holding someone's legs, right? Like he's about to monkey flip him. Zach, I want to say. I think it's Zach, and then Kimberly's on his shoulders, just leaning back. And then props to Jason here for being a good base uh, athleticism, you know. And he just spins him around, and then that is effective enough to fight off the buddies. <laughs> like you know, Kimberly's. Feet. It's like a kick. I don't know about Zach's like fingertips glancing yeah. by these guys, but I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It was more like a helicopter blade. It felt like, but uh, I, I have uh, uh, a pair of notes here from around this area too. Where I don't know if you've noticed this, but and this this is this way in in the the current Power Rangers too. It feels like whenever they do any sort of ADR for the show, which they have to do for all the Super Sentai footage, which mm-hmm. uh, for those that don't know is like going into a recording booth and, and recording audio to place over the visuals because maybe the footage or the audio caught on set was like messed up or something, yeah. or, or maybe it's footage that your actors aren't actually in like the super Sentai footage. Um, whenever they place that in, it, it feels like there was like, they just place it in like it's center channel. There's no <laughs> attempt to mix it into the moment. Yeah. And so there are some scenes where you can catch when they're doing that. And I have two things here. where like, <sighs> shit, where is it? Uh, uh, like Billy, there's they're like it says billy determined confident in the in the vo because it's a shot of the friends and it's like they're in trouble we got to go save him and then a second later he's on camera and he's like let's go 
like totally in a different moment like oh okay they'll be fine you know and then like trini has the same thing she's like defeated she's like i can't do it i can't climb this mountain and then it cuts to a shot of the mountain and she's like but i have to in like vo like really they're like oh shit how do we get this moment going by quicker we do not have enough runtime trini's got to get over this right now (laughs) come into the booth and get over it in a second yeah the the like it's so frenetic, all these episodes, because yeah. they're trying to shove as much things in as possible to use as much footage as possible to make it as cheaply as possible. I don't know. That's the real reason, but that's what it feels like. Oh, totally. Uh, to, to, to pad out the time to get to like 20, 24 minutes that they have to for for broadcast. Uh, but like make it a make it a story too. Yeah. You know, like make it something that flows and makes sense, even if it flows very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other one of my uh, notes about later in the episode is that Jason fights the giant knight by himself at yeah, first dude. and yeah, then it, dude it's like oh okay okay you guys are just you guys are just gonna make him the leader this is the de facto he is the guy mm-hmm. after this and apparently the tyrannosaurus zord can can breathe ice or something because he yeah i don't know i, I have a note of that it just kind of yells at the ground and then <laughs> the knight is disintegrated like what yeah <laughs> he like yells and creates a shockwave and he's just dead okay yeah um god uh my i don't have many other notes uh one of the one of them is just i love how everyone uh everyone being the enemies just explodes yeah right and i feel like some of these early ones explode in really specific ways like Mm -hmm. the effect is not the same and so i'm like is this is something happening here like is was there like a plot line they had to be defeated in a really specific way or something and that's why we're seeing this specific explosion I, i don't know though yeah um, I did see that some of the footage from this episode is is from fights that they will or sorry, they will use footage from this same Super Sentai equivalent episode in a later episode that we'll yes. talk about. I yes. think it's in episode three or four. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I, maybe that explains it because it's another like Jason centric episode. Uh, oh, also, um, I'm, I'm just scanning through the, the Power Rangers wiki here. Uh, apparently, Billy is so smart that he develops the communicators for everyone. Yeah. Right. And, right. and he can teleport with them? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, does it... This... Zordon hit it big by getting Billy. Yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> Get me five random fucking teenagers. Oh, one's like a <laughs> genius who can make teleportation tech and... And like a lot of other crazy things, as we'll see soon. Like, oh my! Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I want to hold that until <laughs> we, hold we that. get to it. Oh, uh, man. I don't. I have a quote here. It's probably Kimberly again. Oh, saying, yeah, yeah. This is this is so nineties. This, is, this like, is. I also have this. <laughs> dude, I don't remember saying that. I I. So I'm fuck. What am I? Twenty nine. Like I was yeah. born ninety two. Uh-huh. I. For the longest time, I was under the impression this this show started airing like the year before I was born, uh-huh. and I just saw a bunch of reruns. But apparently, it was ninety three, according to the wiki. Um, and so I guess I was just watching it as a one year old, being like, "Hell yeah, this is awesome!" Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember this is so nineties as a phrase. But maybe it's because I was a baby. I don't know. Yeah, I I I'm glad you you wrote that down because I also wrote it down, and then I was just thinking like, what does that what does that mean? Yeah, what is what does she say it to? Do you remember? I don't. I, it's like, it's like I, a positive thing though, right? It's yeah. like, oh, this, this, hell yeah, is what yeah. it is. This is so 90s. Like, what are you saying? The, the 90s are great? Like, is that, is that I, the joke? Because I don't think I've ever said like, yo, this is so 2020. Oh, well, okay, maybe 2020 in a negative context. Right. But 
uh, referring to like the decade we're in of like, wow, this is so 2000s. <laughs> I guess it was if it was 93 when they were filming this or maybe 92 when they filmed it. I don't know. But when it was released, maybe the idea was like, this is a new decade and like mm. shit's going to be cooler now. You know, like maybe it was a, a hopeful thing. Like this is so turn of the century. <laughs> like new. <laughs> I don't know, dude. But yeah, so that's so that's that episode. I mean, it ep- it ends with Trini getting scared so bad she flees up the rope from earlier, and they're like, "Haha, you conquered your fear." It's like, yeah, you sure she wasn't just terrified again into something else? <laughs> um, um, I got a question. Did you? I don't know if you can remember that footage well, but was she actually climbing the rope that fast, or did they? Oh, I think it's in reverse. I feel like they sped it up or something. Oh, they totally sped it up. I wonder if like, did they just have her descend the rope and then they just like Uh, reverse the footage? Because otherwise, it's another example of how athletic this crew is. Yeah, dude. Because I had that because of this show and like so many shows in the 90s and 80s reference this climbing the rope exercise, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I had that fear in the back of my head that I'd eventually have a PE class where I'd mm-hmm. have to do that. Never had that. But then I was thinking like, I can't pull myself up on a fucking rope. I did. I totally had you that did? PE class. Oh, I don't think geez. it was required. Well, mm, I don't remember how it was. I feel like it was like everyone, you know, they set up like 20 different exercises around the gym and everyone uh-huh. does this one for two minutes. And then I blow the whistle and you go to the next station uh-huh. or something. And one of them was the rope. And I... You know, I was, like I said before, I was afraid of heights as a kid, so I was not good at that. And I was also not very athletic at all. Like, I uh, I, I did some sports and I did martial arts because of this show, basically. Oh. Um, but, like, not not like a lot. I, I did, like, a little jujitsu for, like, a year. And okay. then I missed the uh, belt ceremony, like, where you would go <laughs> to prove that you are going up a belt. And then I was a kid, so I wanted to quit, probably. <laughs> and then I did some Aikido in uh, for a couple of years with uh, my dad. Cool. He did that for years uh, in like high school, but but my interest was a hundred percent because of this show. Like, and I feel like my interest in being physically fit in any way, shape, or form is because of this show, and maybe because I watch a lot of anime and a lot of the characters are physically fit, and I'm like, I could do, that, you know. But yeah. but this, sh- I feel like this show did that for so many kids. Uh, yeah. But the, the the rope climbing thing, I don't think I did it really. But dude, <laughs> it's hard. That shit's hard. You got to have like really good upper body strength compared to your overall weight and mm-hmm. it's like your legs aren't really i feel like your legs aren't doing very much at all it's just like pinching you on there while your arms go up it's yeah maybe maybe after this we'll we'll find a rope and we'll we'll climb it and compare notes <laughs> then um all right moving on to uh do you have any anything else uh, uh not for that one okay J- right. just like you know so it was a trini episode and that's cool because i yeah. feel like it's cool that they give trini an episode so early because she's a <clears> cool <throat> character I do feel like it's strange that it's at odds with the descriptors they gave her in episode one, but I can forgive that. It's only episode two. We're good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on to episode three, titled Teamwork, and the uh, Netflix synopsis of that is Kimberly and Trini gather signatures to close down a nearby dump site while convincing their teammates to work together more. Um, and the loose plot synopsis, it's exactly that. Kimberly and Trini are gathering signatures to close down a dump site. Uh, but then Rita tries to separate the Rangers again, divide and conquer. She, the monster of this episode is the Minotaur or the mighty Mm -hmm. Minotaur. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, pink or Kimberly and Trini are having troubles on their own because they got to deal with Goldar and the putties. And then the mighty Minotaur is fighting, uh, the remaining Rangers. And of course the way they figure this out is to just band together. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Got to use teamwork. You definitely yep. did in the last two episodes. Better learn <laughs> that now. <laughs> uh, and to defeat the mighty Minotaur, the Zords aren't completely working. So the Rangers got to go back to the command center and Zordon gives them their new power weapons. Uh-huh. Uh, and they combine their weapons to form the mighty power blaster. And the blaster is powerful enough to take on the mighty Minotaur. Um, and of course, this this uh, does that. Rita is incensed that yet again her plan is foiled by the dang Power Rangers. Uh, and then the Rangers eventually come back to their high school to uh, clean up uh, a mess, a mess that had happened earlier in the episode that I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize. Oh, for so that. important. How could you forget the mess that happened How in the for- hallway set? I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> to the viewers, I'm the listeners, and I'm sorry to you, especially Matt. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> dude, dude, I've got some shit to say about this okay. episode. Okay. Can it, <laughs> do, okay. you, do you want to go first? Because I uh, feel like I've been going first on my notes. Uh, okay. I said at the top of this episode that I opened my third eye way too wide for this. And mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that um, I started thinking way too deeply about the Power Rangers. But hear me out here. Hear me out here. Uh Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who okay. is, mm-hmm. who is, yes. uh, works in the government, AOC, mm-hmm. as she's yep. popularly referred to, uh, oh, has, yeah. been, has been pitching uh, the Green New Deal uh, uh-huh. to, to be more eco-friendly to the, universe, to, 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 to the planet, you know, because our carbon footprint mm-hmm. is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we would have an AOC in, as uh, involved about the environment. If it wasn't for the Power Rangers, and I don't think people of our age, Matt, people that are 29, mm-hmm. like entering their 30s, late 20s, mm-hmm. that would be as environmentally conscious if it wasn't partially for the Power Rangers. Beca- I, c- I can agree on that. Do you have uh, more links there? Uh, <laughs> I don't have any concrete evidence, um, <laughs> but but my first first note here, uh, which I, I start to have as a, a, a thread throughout all these episodes, is that the Power Rangers are the original low-key early people that were woke. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, these teenagers with attitude, like, they care so much about the environment and, like, being just, I don't know, just good shit. They're, like, good people. They yeah. really want these kids to, I mean, you know, they kind of, like, sometimes they give Bulk and Skull a little more shit than they need to in response. So, yeah, but, yeah. But otherwise, they're written as such, like, environmentally conscious and, and stuff like that. 100%, man. Yeah. It was this in Captain Planet. Did it oh, for our generation. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> Captain Planet and Power Rangers are res- responsible for us wanting to save the environment. I mean, we should save mm-hmm. the environment, of course. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it, and again, none of this feels like an after-school special type of thing where mm-hmm. these lessons are being forced on anyone, right? No, it's just like they are casually into these causes, and that's kind of yeah. cool because I think that I didn't really think about it this way, but that creates a better role model for people because for kids because yeah. they don't they don't see them going around shoving it in people's faces they see them being willing to like take a stand for an issue that they think is important and yeah and, but otherwise being very cool and casual and so they i don't know i don't know what i'm getting at like don't be a <laughs> fanatic about this stuff i mean you you know you should care but other shows like you said they push it and i feel like it might send a little too much of a message like you should get out right. there and, and get angry with people who aren't uh I don't know, complying with all this stuff or something, but <laughs> yeah, totally, man. It's, it's one of those things of like, uh, you know, as, as you and I are like entering, uh, later stages of our adulthood and, <laughs> you know, like I think about like children's programming and what I would eventually show my own kid in a lot of the stuff we watched as kids was bad. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but like this though, like I think I'd feel completely other than, you know, the mistreatment of Bulk and Skull sometimes. Uh-huh. I think I'd be pretty comfortable showing my future child the Power Rangers because all these kids are good kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and like most of the messages so far, I don't think there's been anything bad other than, no. you know, <laughs> dunking on Bulk and Skull a little too much <laughs> sometimes. And yeah, and I think the message is great. My my gripes with the episode are probably with the writing. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that that was my third eye moment, uh, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your notes on this episode. Oh God! All right. Well, <laughs> so uh, did you notice Balkan Skull's one friend that yes. was there all of a sudden that never yes. said anything, and it was a woman. I want to say, uh, or I don't know, long hair at least. They never spoke. I don't know. <laughs> Hard to tell. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's something, I don't know if it was like this back then, but something about being on uh, TV where if you are a a person who shows up on camera but doesn't speak, you are considered one thing. And if you speak, maybe if you say like two lines, I don't know if it's one line Mm. versus two or just that at all, then you're considered like a featured part and they have to pay you differently. So like note a lot of the characters they put into these episodes that don't say anything, but just kind of appear. This is the first one of them, it feels like. Um... I read that this character comes back one more time and then never again. And uh, <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, so I don't know about you, but I'm confused as fuck. Why does Rita have a waste dump on Earth? She claims it as her own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right? so her plan to, to foil the Rangers this, this time is like, I'm just going to pollute the Earth. And I'm doing and, it with this dumpster that I have. And she, yeah, she has it already. She's like, I've been in this, I've been in the dumpster, the day of the dumpster for 10,000 years, but I have this power plant, not power plant, waste dump on earth already. Mm-hmm. It's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what the, f- all right, sure. I, it's a kid's show. I can, I can, I can get that. And then Trini and Kimberly are like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to collect signatures and go down to the waste dump, which is like three oil tanks like just out in the open i don't know what it is and they go down there like there's going to be some dude like supervising that they can be like hey you should really shut this down what do you do with the waste then like you gotta you gotta have an alternative right Uh, like you uh can't just be like shut down the the factory that makes this thing because it's polluting the environment it's like well but what does it make does it make things that are does it do a job right is this a sewage treatment plant and right like we have no choice about the waste we should dump it somewhere else sure right like is the problem higher up on the chain you need to (laughs) find a way to create less less waste because like you gotta put the waste somewhere if you're making it right yeah yeah shut down the waste dump like doesn't change anything uh uh i have a note here that i i was surprised oh shit zach wasn't lying when he said alpha wanted him at the command center (laughs) because like they were all kind of the the boys are trying to get out of like going to the waste dump with Mm -hmm. the girls and zach's like uh uh all right, Alpha needed me at the command center. And then there's literally a scene where he goes there and Alpha's like, show me how to dance. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm great with that. Let's do that. Did you did you catch what he wound up calling his dance style afterwards? I wouldn't have even had to write it down. I've known about hip hop keto <laughs> my whole <laughs> life, man. It's so sick. I don't even hip hop keto. Like, what the hell does that mean? You know, it's yeah. just like I dance and I kick periodically and punch dudes while I'm dancing. I love it, though. It's great. It's it's hilarious because I Hopkido originates from Korea, which oh Hopkido is a thing I didn't know that yeah yeah Hopkido okay. is a is a Korean martial arts which 
now that you mentioned like Jason in the first episode, perhaps using Korean terms is making me think like, did the writers of the show and of course, you know, they're they're throwing a bunch of stuff together. Did they just mm -hmm. pull like, all right, um, uh, let's karate, jujitsu, hop keto. It's all the same, right? You just punch and kick people. All right, let's 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 do it. Punch it and kick it. Uh, I like, want to look up hop keto now. That's a much better pun now that I know that. I thought they were just like, <laughs> you know, all I know is like, what the hell keto? I think of I keto because that's what I did. But like, what other ketos are there besides hop keto, I guess? Yeah. I was like, what is this pun? This, okay, fine. Hip hop, <laughs> hip hop keto. If hop keto is a thing, is way better. Uh, th uh, they should put a feather in their cap for that one. That was that was a really good uh, pun work there. Um, oh, it's H A P. God, that's so much better. <laughs> Shit, what a good joke, man! I like didn't appreciate that enough for years. Uh, but I'm glad that this show or this podcast has helped. Uh, um, Open my eyes. Br brought that up. Also, <laughs> you know, we're we're I'm looking at my my recording file here. We're about like an hour. In, in some change in and i don't think mm -hmm. i named uh dropped the name of this podcast <laughs> um oh man well i mean i'm sure everyone saw it on the whatever they're clicking on to get this but yeah do you want to name drop it yes yes uh the power rangers uh podcast on giant bob is called armed and rangerous Hell fantastic yeah. name fantastic that was name. uh i was i was in the shower and i was like we gotta think of names dude and i was sitting there being like I was trying to replace things with like, I feel like there's a bunch of other Power Rangers media out there. People are like Mighty Morphin something Rangers or yeah. Mighty Morphin blank or something Rangers. And I'm like, it's just going to sound like all these other things if we do that. Can we change it? The, can we do something else? Like, it's, mm -hmm. I was like, can I change power to something? Ah, can I change Ranger? Well, Ranger, the first thing I thought of was danger. And I'm like, okay, what about, and I literally like, I got out of the shower and my, my wife, Brittany Lauda is a voice actress as well. She's also a director and stuff. I was, I, I called to her. I'm like. Can you think of any like sayings or something that have the word danger in them? And she immediately she started looking it up and was like armed and dangerous. And I'm like, she said armed and dangerous out loud right after that. I'm like, that's so, oh shit, that's so good. That's, that's so funny. Brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. So shout uh, outs to her. For shout shouts out to your wife. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, okay. okay, so so here's the thing where uh, a lot of the people I work with at Giant Bomb. Mm -hmm. They fondly remember the Transformers and G.I. Joe. Uh -huh. And and I guess for them, like that was their Power Rangers. That was like their the show growing up. But mm -hmm. they'll also mention that Power Rangers or not Power Rangers, uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers were just vehicles to sell toys to children. And then I thought, right. oh, no, Power Rangers. No, that's it's not like that. It's pure um, uh... until <laughs> the introduction of the new weapons in this episode. Yeah, I. I hate to break it to you, Jan. It's absolutely <sighs> meant to sell toys. I know. I Do you know. notice that, like, literally every episode they have something new? They're like, yes. okay, here's your new weapons. Here's your new Zord. Here's your new, I don't know, bikes. Here's the, I don't know, we made a car this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's all the shows are now. Dude, okay. That, that's how, that's what Tokusatsu is now, too. Especially, like, the current Power Rangers or the current mm -hmm. Super Sentai. They, it's always, like, gimmicks. It's like, all right, our morphers on our wrist and the current one. Dino Fury, I think. And it's like, all right, we take these little things and you put them in and that does a different thing. And there's 60 of them. Collect them all and put them in your thing. It'll make a different noise. And like, I have common rider belts, the transforming device, the drivers. And it's, that's totally the gimmick. Oh, like, collect man. all the bottles that you put in your belts and then it makes different <laughs> sounds. And it's, it's so cool. 
They're so yeah. cool, the toys. Yeah. <laughs> the common Rider ones, at least. Uh, so, yeah, they introduced the, the ranger's iconic weapons. Jason has a sword. Trini has daggers. I think she got the short end of the stick with that one. Um, Billy has a lance that it eventually does split up into two, right? I think he, I think he splits it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he does it this episode, but yes, it definitely does. Um, um, maybe when he he's forming the thing later. Yes, yes, it does happen there. Yeah. Um, but I and, love that this. Oh, keep keep listening. Uh, uh, Kimberly has a bow and arrow, and then Zach has a giant axe. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that all of them appear. I don't like. I don't know why they're using these two seconds of the Sentai footage, but they appear in one shape, and then there's a flash, and then they're bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just for like a second for everyone. Like, why did you use that part of the footage? <laughs> like, are you going to sell both forms of the toys? I don't know if they did. Um, very strange. Um, uh, yeah. And then like, you know, they eventually take these, these weapons and put them together because that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they just blast the shit out of that mighty minotaur. And then he mm-hmm. like disintegrates. Literally um, only one of those weapons individually is a projectile. Mm-hmm. And put them all together, and they shoot a giant laser together. It's yeah, <laughs> like when when they're showing the transformation uh, sequence of the weapons coming together. Like, I, I was thinking, like, okay, I could, I could see it, sure. <laughs> Until they throw Jason's sword on top. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> contribute anything. Yeah, it's just like, uh, is this just like how we aim the thing? <laughs> Thanks, Jason. I hey, guess. Buddy. All we need is the power axe. It's got a cannon. Like, yeah. just shoot that. Well, I guess, right, I guess that's a projectile, too. Okay, so two of them are projectiles right. on their own. Right, The The power axe also doubles as a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got any other notes? Uh, any, any notes on the, the episode, I gotta, sir? I got to get into it, dude. There's a oh, whole please. Bunch of shit here. Dive, dive in. <laughs> okay. Dive in. So, all right. Uh, where, where does it start? All right, so... This this fight, the Sentai footage is all the fuck over the place. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't give a shit, mm-hmm. but I just have to talk about it. Uh, so the fight starts. With, this is with Billy, Zack, and Jason against the Minotaur. Um, and immediately, Billy and Zack jump and kick the Minotaur, and it doesn't kill him, I guess. And so Jason goes like, oh, this guy's tough. Better use our guns. And they still, they pull out the guns immediately, and they shoot him. I don't know. And then... Let's see what I hear. This is this is where I wrote that everything is really frenetic and quick because it is. It's so obvious that it's dubbed over because of how quick everything is. Like some yeah. of the lines slightly overlap each other because it's like that's close enough. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um. Then Zordon contacts the girls and is like, or, or sorry, he's telling Alpha, tell the girls to morph and try to hook up with the others. What the fuck do you mean try? Just teleport, dude. Yeah. What, what do you mean try? Uh. And there must be footage from, like, I don't know, five different fights in this episode because, uh, like, Kim and Trini in the middle of fighting, they're, I don't know, I don't know if they're fighting putties or what, I can't remember, but they're just like, one of them's like, I'll get you. And they're like, you're going to have to catch us first. And they do a backflip, which is, it seems like reversed footage of them flipping over the camera. And uh-huh. then they're in the desert all of the sudden. Uh-huh. Like, wh- wh- what? Uh, <laughs> and then, shit, dude. Okay. So 11 minutes and 10 seconds into the Netflix uh, file, upload, mm. whatever video. Okay. Got a, got a timestamp here. Trini and Kimberly just have a child with them for a shot. What? There's, what? There's just a child with them for a shot. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm serious. So 
I I went to the wiki and it's like, you know, they were protecting a kid or something this episode in, in the Sentai footage. You can see her. It's like a far shot. It's like they're seeing something happen in the distance. Maybe it's the me- uh, Megazord or something. And they're like kind of down in the center. Are you like pulling it up? I'm pulling uh, it up. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't do it. So 11 minutes and 10 seconds in. Uh, and they're just standing in front of this small child. It's like a really, it's a far shot. It's very quick. So you know, you wouldn't notice it necessarily on first viewing, but I'm watching this really critically. Yeah, what? there's it. just a child right? there. There's just a child there. Uh, <laughs> they seriously, like the editors were like, no one will fucking catch that. Like, I'm not, they're like, screen it to our audience. Because at that point, no one's got like, even like TiVo, you know, no one's yeah. got a DVR yet yeah, yeah, to like yeah. rewind. So they're like, it's fine. It's going to air. No one's going to see it. If someone says they saw it, everyone's going to go, you're crazy. Uh, so there's that. Uh, uh, everyone calls their zords except for Kimberly for some reason this episode the pterodactyl just comes out on its own um, and they're fighting the minotaur as a giant monster mm-hmm. and then Zordon's like return to the command center for new instructions and I'm like but the minotaur's still a giant monster right now dude what the hell do you mean like he's just gonna keep ran- you're talking to them right now just talk to them over the radio what do you mean new instructions and so then he of course they get there and he's like here are your power weapons and it's like wait but these are handheld. You were just fighting him in the Megazord. What yeah. the hell is that going to do against the big guy? And then I have a note that just says, all caps, he's just small now. Why yeah. is the Minotaur small now? Like, <laughs> they're like they, don't have, they haven't established the thing where they're going to be small first and then they grow. They just had to create some weird story around it. But there's no reason for him to be small. What no, happened? No, they needed to introduce these weapons. They needed to. Uh, and then I just have a note of towards the end of the episode. Uh, well, first of all, Zordon's like, congratulations, power team. And I'm like, who the fuck's the power team? Uh, <laughs> uh, but Alpha, or sorry, uh, Zordon says, Alpha's been so busy practicing his dance steps that he keeps short-circuiting the control console. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, dude? This I, is like such good writing, such good, like, we need a joke. I don't know what the hell's going on. Just save this. It'll be fine. They can mm-hmm. sell it. Mm-hmm. Oh it's so man. weird, man. It's so weird. Um, my final note it. about this episode is that I love how the cast actually had to clean up the mess at the end. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not a montage. No, nope. guys, just clean up. Just clean up. I mean, it was sped up. Yeah, but yes, <laughs> just like, like no fancy footage. Just like let's nope. just speed it up. Just yeah, go. the whole cast. They said, all right, we're gonna be filming you for like the five minutes it takes to pick up all this like shredded paper we put in front of you. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess this is also the first episode where Mr. Kaplan uh, That's is introduced. The uh-huh. principal? Teacher? Teacher? I don't know. I, I wrote principal. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I, I also wrote, wrote principal. Um, I, you know, we, one of the extras we have yet to mention uh, who is, I think, the heart and soul of the the normal form of the rangers is ernie ernie barista owner of <laughs> juice bar owner yeah juice he does everything owner? dude he's so successful but he still runs it himself because he loves it yeah it's i <laughs> ernie's great ernie's great I um ernie. i don't quite know what he does if he, he works for the school or this is his juice bar attached to the school. If it's even attached to the school, I can't tell. I feel like. I, <laughs> um, I, you know what I don't love, though, hmm. is how they introduce him in the next episode. Because uh, <laughs> bit of a weight joke, I think, immediately. Yeah. With him. Yeah. But Ernie's great. I love Ernie. 
Uh, okay. Uh, you you talked about the next episode, so mm-hmm. let's talk about the final episode uh, that we'll talk about on this podcast, mm-hmm. titled "A Pressing Engagement." Netflix says Jason battles King Sphinx mm-hmm. while trying to break a bench press record at Angel Grove Gym and Juice Bar. Um, not not the bench press record you might think it would be. No, Wait, no, it's no. uh reps for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the the loose loose synopsis of this is that Jason is trying to break a uh, bench press record. We'll get to that record in a second. Um, and Rita thinks like, oh, Jason's Jason has too much hubris. I'm just going to separate him from his friends and beat him up one at a time. Uh, so she sends King Sphinx. King Sphinx has these powerful wings for some reason that... Mm-hmm. Uh, that blow up. Uh, Jason encounters King Sphinx with Kimberly and Zach. King Sphinx blows Zach and Kimberly away. It's like Whirlwind and Pokemon. Just yeah. Like blows you away. <laughs> exactly. Another area. Uh, and then Goldar joins King Sphinx to fight Jason. Jason realizes, like, ah, I can't do this on my own. And then Zordon introduces another thing to the Rangers, the, the power crystals. I, <laughs> I don't think they sold this as a toy. I don't think. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, Jason uses the power crystals to warp the other rangers to his location, rinse and repeat, uh, getting the Megazord, the Megazord fights off Goldar and King Sphinx, and then everything is all good, and they go back to the juice bar, where Jason is finally able to break, uh, the bench press record. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We've established that all these these actors these teens in universe are very strong right mm-hmm. a bench press record at least in my head is generally the most weight you can can do right yes 100 percent. that's what i was thinking as well yes mm-hmm. this episode starts with ernie counting down or counting up the number of reps that jason is doing and jason in the beginning of this episode is close to is close to completing a thousand reps. Uh-huh. A thousand reps of anything? Dude, is... even no weight, even just the bar, that'd be insane. <laughs> like, but also, what the fuck? Like, who was like, I'm going to do a million reps of nothing? Like, what? <laughs> and then, oh, and then so, so weird. So the thing is, Ernie messes up the count because Kimberly uh, it interrupts him, and then Ernie is just a little spacey in this episode because he's also eating a sandwich. Yeah, you know, got to be eating a sandwich right above Jason's head. Get some lettuce falling into <laughs> his eye while he's like trying to do this. Um, that Jason, it, it cuts away to the next scene and Jason is attempting the record again. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> and and the first time that it gets it gets like wrong or sorry, it gets uh, interrupted. He just drops the bar on himself like it's resting on his on his pecs. Like yeah. if there was any weight on that, he would be crushing himself. Yeah. And then, oh. oh man! So the implication here is that Jason doesn't even need the power suit. He nah, can dude. he can just like full on ha- throw a haymaker and take out Goldar if he wanted to. Um, do you think this is just what all teenagers with attitude are like in this universe, or do you think that he- they happened to pick Billy, uh, a genius, and Jason, uh, the Hulk? Yes, yes. J- I'm convinced if Jason was in the Fast and Furious series. He actually would have killed Vin Diesel. Dude, I haven't seen a single one of those, and I've, I I want to watch all of them. Sounds so fucking dumb. Let me tell you, it is 
pretty much the Power Rangers without morphing. <laughs> the Fast and Furious series is pretty much the Power Rangers. Power Rangers Turbo. Oh my god! It is! I didn't even... For the folks that don't know, Power Rangers Turbo is the uh, third season, I want to say? Third and a half, second and a half season or, or run of the show, I guess? Yeah, like series, I would say, because Mighty series. Morphin technically has three seasons, and then yeah. we have... Yeah. Um, where their Zords are cars, uh, mm -hmm. which, uh, whatever. Um, they were like, we know at that point, they're like, we know the Zords don't do anything on their own. It's fine. Just combine them. Yeah. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> um, there's a most awkward tickle fight between uh, Bulk and Jason here, where, where Bulk mm -hmm. has uh, Jason in like a reverse. He's basically spooning him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then Jason's Standing. like, standing spooning and then jason's like wiggling is like i'm gonna get you bulk um <laughs> and then tickles him enough i guess that uh How you like this <laughs> it's like <laughs> that uh know, dude bulk becomes flustered and uh rips his pants open and then his pants hilariously falls i think that's this episode is this his episode uh his pants rips multiple times in the first yeah. couple of batches here so that's, that's also true i'll look if i have a note on it <laughs> Um, but, uh, my, one of my <laughs> other notes besides, uh, Jason being super strong in his own right is that mm -hmm. for King Sphinx to blow away Kimberly, and let's say that Kimberly is the, the lightest ranger because she's a gymnast and she's very, mm -hmm. uh, slim. Um, he would at least have to be blowing his wings and he does a really awkward animation where he looks like it's chicken wings just just like flexing <laughs> and 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 uh blowing his his little sphinx wings just he would toku at, monster shit <laughs> you would at least have to be uh generating 80 miles per hour of of force to knock her off her feet so in my loose amount of math he would have to be generating wind speeds equivalent to a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, right? Right. To, like a tornado is people get swept up in that. It would have to be at least something like that. Yeah, that it's insane that he can have enough pinpoint precision to target one of them at a time and not cause any dramatic damage. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, it is it is repurposing footage. Um, they also teleport into the juice bar and no one notices. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Both of them. really lucky. Kimberly and then eventually Zach. Uh, Matt, you got any uh, uh, highlights, any notes from this? Yeah, I'll, I, I got a lot, but we talked about a good amount, so that's good. Uh, also, I think we mentioned before that Kimberly blows the bubble, but Zach is also skateboarding in the middle of the juice bar, and right. that also screws them up or something. I think maybe he causes her to pop the bubble, which scares Jason or something, because that's writing for kids' shows, you know? Sure. Um, and uh, so he, Zach apologizes, which I, mm -hmm. I'm like, Zach's the best fucking character. Look at this human being. Yeah. Look at this like good, fun loving, responsible person. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> um, so he, he apologizes. And to Kimberly, I don't know why, he, I guess he's apologizing for scaring her and getting the bubble gum all over her face. She says, forget it. It's casual. I'm like, this, her dialogue, dude, is like, <laughs> it's, it's the epitome. It's the 90s. Uh. Um, Oh, did you notice there was this weird moment where their communicators go off and Ernie kind of look, Ernie like looks at them and they cover it like really suspiciously. They're like, uh, new watch. 
as if like just because you had a watch that beeped he's just like what the fuck is that like is yeah. ernie like a watch enthusiast that he <laughs> would know and and is like I, what is that that's that must be some alien tech uh and then they never talk about it again so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh let's see I feel like the juice bar looks like a Denny's from above. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Bunch of weird shit from this episode again in the fight footage. Okay. So, okay. so Kimberly and Zach get, get blown away, right? Mm-hmm. And they were fighting with Jason in, it looked like a stage or something, yeah. some sort of outdoor stage thing. And they're fighting there. And then Zordon's like, contact is impossible because Jason is isolated. And they cut back to footage and Jason's in the exact same place he was. Yep. The exact same place he was. Like, they were just talking with him. I don't know what the hell's up with that, but okay. <laughs> um, don't pull this one up. Just take my word for it. Uh, okay. Nine minutes and 11 seconds into this episode, I'm pretty sure they overlapped two of Jason's key eyes. You know, like his <laughs> battle cries. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> Something I don't think we've we've talked about yet is that there there is a lot, a lot of ADR in, in the show um, for obvious reasons. But another thing that there's a lot of is the little whoop, whoop sound effects oh, for yeah. every single movement. Every time their hand moves, whoop, 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 that's like picking up a spatula and moving it once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, all I can say, I've never met this man. I've been in mm-hmm. the same room as this man, um, but I've heard he's a great guy. Austin St. John, who plays Jason. I feel for him so much in this episode. Because he sounds like me in one of my first sessions where I had to yell and I didn't know how to yell properly yet in this episode. It's, this is his first like focus, focus episode and he has a bunch of yells and it's his, his voice sounds so hoarse, dude. Like he's trying, but he's just not used to it. Like it makes, it makes sense. You look at the way he, uh, I don't want to say presents himself, but conducts himself. He's like kind of very casual, like collected guy. So like screaming at the top of your lungs to match this footage that's so like wild and wacky. Like he's really got to go all out and I can, I can hear it, man. Like I've been there. I've been there. And then like, no one's teaching him. I just, no. I just feel bad for him. Um, this is also I his first his acting role too. Yeah. I mean, he's doing great. It's yeah. but like, you know, usually your first acting role is not going to be like, I mean, okay. Your first live action acting role may not be screaming constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's yelling a lot here. Um, Okay, I uh, got that out of the way. <laughs> um, so I just need to, I need to like, I have a note here. It starts with the words, let me get this straight. Because okay. I don't know what the hell's going on with the crystal thing. Uh, the other <laughs> rangers can't reach Jason. Uh-huh. So they, they create the power crystals from their hands, the rangers. Mm-hmm. And then Alpha can somehow teleport those crystals to Jason, I guess, even though they can't contact him or teleport the Rangers. And then if he finds them, then that will make the Rangers teleport to him. Yeah, that I, and also apparently they use these power crystals to also pilot the Zords. They sure fucking do, dude. (laughs) (laughs) They piloted the Zords already. So what the hell? (laughs) So not only are these like little geo tags that they can miraculously get to Jason, but they're also keys yeah i don't know i saw the wiki the the power rangers wiki said that they used them in an earlier episode because it's just part of the zord footage (laughs) and like in the sentai i read that this episode is where they got the zords so like they got the crystals and that's that then they can pilot the zords or something like that this is also the same episode they use the footage they used from the goldar fight in episode one uh Uh or or maybe yeah episode one um 
they just removed all footage of King Sphinx. But that's why Goldar shows back up again. He's like, I'm also going to fight this time for no reason. Uh, uh, and also get scared again when the power sword comes out. Although this time it's called the mega power sword. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know, dude. It's weird. Uh, I have I have an error here. Uh, Jason said Megazord armed and ready when he should have said armed and dangerous. Um, <laughs> what the heck, man? Uh, man, that's that's an error. He should have... You know, can't go. It's thirty years old. What can what can you do about it? Uh, <laughs> I have one last thing, which is at the end of the episode, they seem to be legitimately trying to make a peace offering with Bulk. They're like, "Why don't you have some cake, buddy?" And he's like, "All right, but I get the first piece." Like, show's so written for kids sometimes, uh, man. Like, why has it got to be like that? Also, the cake for some reason that Ernie is 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 brought to congratulate Jason on breaking the record uh, says, "Happy birthday, mom." For some reason, it's great. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't write that down, but that's great. Uh, oh, oh, so uh, we haven't mentioned that the person that is hold that holds this record is actually Bulk himself. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I, it, it makes, I, it makes sense why the record is weird now, and it's a bunch of reps of no weight because, like, <laughs> he's he seems pretty strong, but he's he's I mean he's literally named Bulk. He's pretty bulky, yeah. like he's a bigger dude. Um. And he's a little overweight. Uh, and so, so like part of that clicked and made sense. I'm like, right, that makes sense that it's like no weight. But also I'm like, that's cool that they give bulk some some sort of intimidating factor, some reason to yeah. to be able to function as the bully and not just be constantly. Because so far we've just seen him be him and and Skull, who I feel like hasn't really done anything yet at this point other than laugh and, and be silly. Um, they just get thrown around and, and they're the butt of the jokes. So it's like, how could they be the bullies if everyone in school's like, oh, those guys suck. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good to see a side of that that kind of establishes why they are the bullies or how they can be the bullies, I, I should say, I should say. Totally, totally. Um, and you know, if, if, uh, I think if they had cornered Billy on his own prior to becoming a Power Ranger, I could see them, uh, you know, wrecking havoc with Billy. Uh, <laughs> actually the last thing. The last note I have that we haven't covered in this episode is we go to Billy's house for the first time. Oh, is that this episode? Uh, it, we get a quick glimpse of his house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed that. It's just uh, like his garage or it's something. It's his garage or something. And then there's just all this like science machine stuff. Uh-huh. And then I just, I'm just so confused as like, why? Because they're gearing up for another episode soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that, though. Yeah. Like, a little bit of continuity, like, introduce this set once before they use it super hardcore. So it's not like, where the hell did this come from? But yeah. it's so brief. It's so brief, dude. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I, and, and I like that they, they pair off the Rangers a lot. Like, you know, it's not just, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just Zack and Billy all the time. It's like. Zach has like a relationship, not like a romantic relationship or anything, but a friendship with mm-hmm. and, and friendly banter with with Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now that I said that, Billy and Trini are often paired up. But, you know, it's it's as as we go on, it's a good mix of everyone. Yeah. You know, I, I was on the Power Rangers subreddit the other day. I, just, oh. I glanced there periodically to see if there's any like funny. Cause I'm like, I like Power Rangers. Uh, and I saw someone be like, you know, it's a good cast when you can pair up every single person. and. Uh, and they do great. And it was like a, 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 di- not a diagram, like a collage of every single one of the core six original Rangers, like mm-hmm. in scenes together with just themselves. And I'm like, yeah, they do do that, huh? Yeah. And uh, this might might just be me uh, uh, projecting here, but I think one of the old, 
not only other shows, but like another show that does this like big cast really well that everyone has a lot of time together and chemistry together is a uh, community. And, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, like that has man. a rotating cast too. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a rotating cast. And like, you know, they, people will eventually leave the show or new characters mm-hmm. get introduced, but they also do a good job at, at, at juggling uh, a, a big cast. Cause Bulk and Skull mm-hmm. always have a segment. Zordon mm-hmm. always has a segment. Alpha, Rita, and then, mm-hmm. of course, the Rangers. And then we'll eventually introduce Tommy into the equation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everyone is pulling their own weight. And, and def- everyone definitely feels important. Right. For sure. Oh, oh, I lied. Sorry for lying again. Uh, <laughs> but to end, part of them ending the Megazord fight is that the Megazord shoots a head laser. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't know if that ever gets used again. I, is it from the eyes or something? What am I th- it's like, trying to remember? It's like either the eyes or like the head horns. The horns. Yeah. yeah dude. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for that in the next episodes, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, that's uh, the first four episodes of the Mighty Morphin yeah, Power Rangers, man. What are your, uh, what are your overall thoughts? I am really glad that the the show, at least to me, and, and I think to you as well, mm-hmm. it, it holds up. Yeah. It surprisingly I mean, holds up. It's so silly. Like, it, like I said, most of my notes are like, look at this weird thing that happened. Why'd they do this? But like, yeah. I don't care. Like, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree. I... Because I've watched other Power Rangers seasons uh, back and I'm like, this one, but like the original, it makes sense why this blew up. Because yeah. it was probably entertaining for like even kids' parents to to glance at every now and then when they were watching it, you know. Yeah, I I feel like um, this is this is a weird comparison here, <laughs> but uh, this I'm show a lot of confidence in me here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original run of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers mm-hmm. feels a lot like the original Iron Chef Japan, <laughs> in okay. that it's it's just very earnest, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't know. I don't know anything about Iron Chef Japan, so I'm gonna go off the of power industry. But yes, very earnest. <laughs> it's it's just very earnest, and like you know, it, it pays respect to its original source material. Mm-hmm. And when Iron Chef eventually got brought to America for Iron Chef America, I feel like they took the wrong lessons from the original show, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's what later seasons of Power Rangers. Um, does might do yeah not maybe not all of them but like not, some, not all here of them and there sure. you're like okay you got all of the core aspects here something that i've seen in a lot of the more recent seasons is they always want a bulk and skull equivalent mm. and it, i don't know that it's ever worked i don't know that they've ever gotten a, a comedy <laughs> duo that's like not you know kind of cringy yeah and and like bulk and skull like they are still, they go, they last in the show for quite a while. They do. And they evolve significantly, which is why I think we all love them so much. Like at yeah. this point, at this point, I don't really care about them much. They're just kind of there to be silly, but they're, you know, but we remember them fondly because we've seen them grow as characters and, and these newer shows, I don't think they have enough time to do that. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm sure that there is a producer or director somewhere that is mandating these these later generations of the Power Rangers of like you have to hit these notes because we have to sell these toys, <laughs> we have to market these X Y Z. So uh, don't don't try and get too deep into it. Um, perhaps 
I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what's I, I going also, on behind know, the scenes. You know what else I read on the Power Rangers subreddit? Like oh. yesterday, that uh, the current season's toys are like not coming out very quickly at all. They like still don't have a green and black ranger toy, like two of the core rangers or something. I don't know if it's that they don't have it anywhere or if it's just not widely available yet. Like, can you imagine that? Like a whole season of the show coming out and there's not already toys for the whole cast? Yeah. It seems crazy. Uh, Matt, know. do you have uh, any takeaways from this uh, first set of episodes? I, I, it, there's some early installment weirdness here, you know, <laughs> like which we've talked about. And there's some there's some weirdness throughout the whole show's run, I'm sure. But uh, I don't think the characters are super consistent yet, except maybe Zach. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's I love it still, you know, like yeah. there's just something about it. They, and a lot of this early stuff, they don't use a ton of the fight footage. So, like, there's a lot of original footage of them hanging out and doing stuff and facing challenges together. And, like, I don't know. It's just cool. The, every episode, they seem to introduce something new that I don't remember as a, as a longtime fan. I'm like, oh, right. The power weapons were introduced separately. Oh, the power crystals were not there since the beginning. Okay, weird. You know, but but that's it. I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I just can't help but love it. I wonder if someone our age would love it if they watched it for the first time now. I, I I wonder, you know, or or if if it would be like too cheesy. But I, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like it's it's like the right amount of cheese. You know, it's like when you go to a pasta place, and then the waiter's like, "Oh, just tell me when." And then you know, when you say <laughs> when, they stop appropriately mm-hmm. to to for the cheese. I'd love. Is there like? I mean, the the upload of this, there will be somewhere for people to comment or something, right? Totally, totally. So let, uh, let us know. Let us know if you, if you, this is your first time watching it, if you're watching it with us, if there's anyone doing that at all, please tell me what you think of it, because yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah. Because uh, I know a lot of this is nostalgia for us, but. Totally, totally. A hundred, a hundred percent. Um, <laughs> In my notes here of the run of show, I have like a trivia and fun facts thing. We've, we've dropped in little that. bits throughout the episode um what, what something i did find very interesting is that this is a testament to third time as the charm because apparently day of the dumpster was the third time they had tried to make uh that yeah. specific episode i read that yeah um there's like a com- i i don't they have a different trini in there's one, one of, yeah you can find yeah. that one out there i've seen that one in the past and it's a yeah. different trini actress yeah um also this is uh another attempt at trying to bring the super sentai universe at all to america mm-hmm. one of them one of those attempts being um gosh i don't i think it's called bio rangers or bio man bio man bio yeah. thank you you know what actually i think that the other two pilots might have had the same civilian footage sorry uh. civilian footage as in the american footage mm-hmm. and the first one used bio man and the second one used zoo ranger which is what they ended up using for mighty morphin but it had the old Trini. Uh, I see. think maybe because I feel like I only found out about the Bioman one like within the last year. Yeah. Um, but I've seen the other one. Uh, to further tie in <laughs> Power Rangers to Iron Chef, uh, Bioman, uh, the Red Ranger in that show was originally going to be played by Mark DeCoscos, a uh, noted martial artist who was the chairman's nephew in Iron Chef America. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, don't do not get me started on iron chef it is it is a deep <laughs> rabbit hole that i suggest everyone fall into um i'm uh, trying to figure out how that could be a rabbit hole but i guess <laughs> anything can have their own lore huh so oh yeah iron chef actually has its own lore it's it's real <laughs> weird um but yeah matt uh 
my la- one of my last things here on the run show is uh, who is the ranger of the week? Ranger of the episode. Which which one of the five? Or I guess. Do you want to go first? I I got one. Um, my initial go to is is Jason, mm-hmm. the Red Ranger here. They really do a good job at setting him apart in terms of like, okay, he is like the stoic leader mm-hmm. of the team. He is he is strong. He's a strong base. He can hold his own, but at the same time, his he doesn't let that get to his head. I guess mm-hmm. in that like. He's never denying help from the team. He willingly accepts it, but he will try and take on as much of the work as he can on his own. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is how he feels at this point for sure. Yeah. He's he I like that though. I like that no one at least at this point, I don't know if it happens later, but like no one is like no one is against working as a team. Mm-hmm. Even though episode 3 they were like teamwork, everyone work as a team. They've been doing yeah. it all the time. Um and yeah, I, I think they they make Jason a good leader for that reason. I feel like a lot of, I don't know, maybe it's just because I consume so much anime in my life, but I feel like <laughs> a lot of like leader characters in a lot of things, in, in like American culture, the leader is very strong and, and stoic, generally very sure. like, you know, but I, I feel like at least in anime and, and I think some uh, some Super Sentai, which eventually translated to some Power Ranger characters, the Red Ranger, even being the leader is kind of younger and like excitable and like... Like, all right. right, guys, let's do this. But like, I really do like that Jason is this more realistic figure, at least mm-hmm. in in American culture. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's a cool character. I yeah. didn't mean to dress like him today, but I am. Yeah, uh, <laughs> folks, uh, because it's an audio only podcast. Matt jumped into the Zoom wearing a red tank top, much like Jason wore for 95% of these episodes. I'm wearing it because I had a recording session in this booth yesterday and it was really hot. <laughs> so I was like, I need to wear something loose and not, uh, uh, won't conduct too much heat. Uh, but yes, I, as soon as I got on camera, I'm like, ah, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my my Ranger of the Week is probably Zach. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because I didn't appreciate him enough as a kid. Like, I liked him, but I liked all of them. But Zach is the one that stands out to me. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm 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 an actor and I'm I'm like thinking, oh, who would be the most fun to play or who feels like the most fleshed out character to me? I do think they've positioned Jason as the leader really well, but but he's kind of stoic, you know, which is yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But like he doesn't stick out to me quite as much sure, for that reason. Sure, sure, sure. Whereas Zach is he's respectable, um, but he also can have a good time and he goofs off. But like he knows when he's gone too far and apologizes. He doesn't jump into things. He's like, you sure we should be doing this? I feel like this is a little silly. Like he's kind of the voice of reason at this point. While yeah. also being he just seems like the most real dude. And so for me, mm-hmm. I was I was shocked. I was like, I knew I loved Zach. I don't think as a kid I loved Zach as much as I do now in these first few episodes. He's just they did him well. <laughs> they wrote him well or Walter Jones. uh I hope I'm getting his name right. Or he played him very well. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic job across the board. It, it kind of bums me out that I feel like a lot of these uh, actors kind of got pigeonholed and got stuck with, with the legacy, for good or bad, of being a Power Ranger, so may mm-hmm. not have been able to to graduate past past these roles. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, man. So that that's that's episode that's one. Done in the yeah. can. Armed and Damn. rangerous. Armed and I, rangerous. Episode one. Episode one. Uh, I had it. This, this went, honestly, this went on much longer than I thought it would. 
But that's I knew not I okay. had a lot of notes, but I was like, how long could we actually talk about them? It's just a bullet point list, yeah. right? Like, what? I mean, we can't talk that long, but... <laughs> uh, we did. Um, who knows if, if all the other episodes uh, after this will fall in that same uh, pattern. But Matt, where can the folks find you online? What, what would you like to plug? Uh, I'm most active on Twitter, uh, at Matt Shipman VO. Um, I got verified recently. I feel so Ooh. cool now. Hey, <laughs> uh, now I'm cool enough to hang with you, Jan, because I'm verified now. Before nonsense, it was like, oh, I was a guest. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm most active. Um, I technically have a Facebook page, but I never use that. I've got an Instagram that's just at Matt Shipman because I jumped on board that really early and then didn't use the account forever. Um, and I recently made a TikTok account. Um, yeah. I've been following Jeff Gersman's, uh, a porta potty adventure on there on that the other day. So, oh boy, pretty good, pretty good content. Uh, I made a TikTok and I don't really upload to there a lot, but it's I do sometimes. That's where I'll put any stupid skit ideas I've had. I've had ideas for skits watching this show. Like I'm like, oh, man, man, Power Rangers writing room. Like the thing about Trini being afraid in the second episode, but she was fearless in the first episode. Or the part where they're like, it's a dumpster. And it's like, but it's not a fucking dumpster. I don't know. <laughs> um, I already used up that material on this podcast, so I don't know if I can double dip again. <laughs> Oh, by um, all means, double dip, double <laughs> dip away. Uh, yeah, that's. I think I'm at Matt Shipman VO there too, uh, and that's that's kind of it. I think. Awesome, awesome. Well, and I'll be right here on GiantBomb.com's Armed and Rangers yes. <laughs> for episode two and beyond. That's right. Matt has joined the family. Uh, Matt hasn't seen Fast and Furious, but family is a big part of that. Or family is a big part of Fast and Furious, and so is it on GiantBomb.com. So, so Matt is now part of the Giant Bomb family. Uh, happy and honored to have you here, sir. Until next time, uh, everyone at home, stay armed. Stay Rangers. Armed and Rangers. There we go. Okay.